Good evening from Los Angeles. This is Holiday Kirk, and you are listening to Season 2, Episode 1 of the New Metal Agenda Podcast. Hell yeah, we did it. They said it couldn't be done, but here we are, a second season. Someone said it couldn't be done. I didn't, nobody said that to me, but they're saying it to Z. So yeah, here we are, Season 2. I'm here with my co-host today, the elusive John. How's it going? Cran. Hello, and good evening. Wolf. Awoo. And back from the edge of death, we got the COVID recovery king, Z, in the building. What's up? You know, last time we talked about it, uh, you were pretty bad. Yeah, it was fucked. (laughs) Was that the worst it got? You were like... No, uh, when we last spoke, that was the day after my fever went below 100 finally, but I was at 102 for a couple days. Wow. Not fun. Immune system is getting its ass whooped. Well, we're glad you're all right now. You're out of the. Are you almost out of the woods, or are you there? Uh, a little congested, but I'm I'm there. Testing negative. Back Sick. to work. Yeah, you got to come through this weekend and help me move this couch. I mean, hang out and do fun stuff. So <laughs> you just want to use my truck? I no, I want that in the garbage. I really don't want okay. anything else from it. But I'll tell you Can what, folks. It? Yeah, dude, I'm gonna <laughs> ship you a couch. I'm gonna ship you a terrible Target couch. I'll tell you what. Today, we need to start off like we started off the last season, and that's on a real positive foot. The most positive foot I can think of. We are talking today about our favorite new metal bands of all time. This Nothing is but Stained, Trapped, all the stained, hits. Stained, Trapped. Oh, man. Who else? Who else is down there? Crazy Town. Marilyn Manson. Marilyn you know, Manson. All the, great, all the, all the greats. So, Nothing but rock. Nothing yep. but rock. Okay. I'm going to tell you what. I would like to hear John open the floor on this one. It's been a minute since we've heard from the Johnster. What was the last episode oh, you were God. on? Uh, last episode I was on, I don't think I ended up getting published. <laughs> oh, was it the really? Mudvayne you episode? were only on the episode zero. I think I was only on the Mudvayne episode. Oh fuck! Oh, boy. This is like your intro to the world. Then oh, this my is God. it. This is hi you everyone. On the Saint Anger full season two. So, I was. You're right. I oh, was on okay. Anger. So the the real dedicated, the the true soldiers know who you are. But still, only season two, ones, new though. character. Season two, new that's character, it. man. New character. Real that's show. me. So what is your favorite new metal band of all time? So this took a lot of thinking. I'm going to go controversial on this and say that my favorite new metal band is Catatonia. Who the fuck? Okay. Well, we're okay. Help me out here. Are they Australian? All right. No, they're Russian? not Australian. Sounds Australian. No, they're not Russian. Not Catatonia Russian. is from uh, Sweden, right? And uh, they started off as a death metal band, but in like the mid 2000s, they pivoted hard and they got really into Tool and they started saying fuck a lot and it (laughs) it became new metal. And like ever since, like they've brought in like some progressive elements and shit like that, but the core itself is new. There's the riffs, they bounce, they're heavy, they're brooding. It, It sounds like it came from the Midwest. It's good stuff. You need to recommend me something of theirs to post because I feel like I've never touched any of their music. Do we have any? I sent you their stuff before a long time ago. You know what? I (laughs) people send me a lot of stuff, man. I do what I can. You got to put it in the Discord in that one channel, or I I probably won't see it. I'm gonna tell you what, though. I have no. I can't weigh in on this one. Do we have any other Catatonia fans in the building? Wolf, you want to take this one? Sure. Love the early stuff. Kind of lost me later in their career. They just put out a new album, Sky Void of Stars. Yeah, really coming out later this month. It's really roll off the tongue, but probably the best album that they put out for a while, I would say. I would agree with that. that, It's a really good album. Yeah, Yeah, probably the best since the Viva Emptiness. 
Yeah, Viva Emptiness was definitely like their big pivot toward new. And uh, this definitely has that with a little bit more like pop sensibility to it. I'll have to give uh, them a yeah. listen. I, I mean, personally speaking, I kind of I, I kind of like almost always love any new metal band that does tool, but more pop flavored. Any any band mm. that takes tool and takes the pretensions out of it to some degree and does more. I mean, really, any new metal band that that's tool, but also but like new metal, any band that probably, does tool, but new metal. You probably really like drag pipe then. Yeah, I mean, I, I really like um, of that vein. I've been really lately. I've been really into one side zero. Uh, that's another good one. Yeah, I really dig their first record. And I also like the band Carnival. Is that another one? Yeah. You like? Oh, how did you do that, man? <laughs> I was <laughs> I looking off to, I was just looking off to the side for a second. I was like, I could think of this and boom, you got it. Yeah, Carnival, I think is good. They really do that whole like whimsical perfect circle thing really well, or at least on the, the record that I've heard, which is their is that their first record? It might be their only record. No, it's not. It's, it's not. definitely not their well, only record. It's the only record to me. It's the only one I've listened to. <laughs> and what's it called? I'm blanking again. Oh, my God. It has a weird, like, non-name, right? It's got that red album cover with, like, that yeah. sun-looking face. Kind of reminds me of Roland's band a little bit. <laughs> really? Yeah, unless I'm mixing I'm up Carnival with another Thimata. band. Thimata. 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 And that has a fly on the cover. So, no. Wrong as fuck. I'm thinking of Thimata. Yeah, I, I am I thinking them. of a different band. I dig them too. So Catatonia, I think that sounds like something I'd be predisposed to. How long are their songs on average? Uh, I mean, it depends. Like their old stuff got pretty long, but uh, when they got more new, it would range between like three to seven minutes. Oh, mm, make do. As long as the seven minute song is the last song, I can live. It's like that. Yeah. Well, anything else? You- cry at the end. Is there any other? That? I wonder if there's any. Is there any other band that did that, or is Corn the only band that did the crying ending? Scissors. Uh, Corey there's, Taylor did some. There was some some crying in between screaming. Ron, yeah, I, I think he did Ron, in Iowa as well. Ron, before we move on, I want you to recommend to the people like what is the most accessible? Give me like an album and a song that people should just check out first of theirs. Okay, yeah, Ron. So, so yeah, Ron of Rosenthal. Me, call me John. Ron. All right, that works. You know what? New character, <laughs> man. Give me a break. New character. <laughs> Ron Josenthal. What Catatonia Ron Josenthal, that's me. So what Catatonia song? So obviously, since we are on the new metal agenda, I will recommend Viva Emptiness from 2003. And uh, definitely the opening track, Ghost of the Sun. I think that's like the one. That's good stuff. I think that's my library right now on Spotify. So if, if John is pulling up something more obscure, then I want to jump to someone who I think is going to be pulling up something that everyone's going to know. Double Z, what is your favorite new metal band of all time? So uh, I'm going to do one of the more obvious picks. But before that, I just want to shout out one of my other favorite new metal bands. My second favorite, Slapshock from the Philippines. R.A.P. to their lead singer. But uh, check them out. I'm going to be talking about Deftones, though. Deftones, baby. Deftones. Heavy fucking hitter. Everybody. Have we all heard of Deftones? Have we all heard of Deftones except for Cran? Well, obviously Cran hasn't. But Vote kick Cran, everybody. Vote kick Cran. So Deftones, I think, is an interesting one, though, in, in the stage where we're at because i know as someone that engages with new metal and new metal culture and new metal fans a fair amount deftones is like getting to that point where if you're in the new metal bubble they're overrated does anyone like do you know that feeling has anyone else started to feel that and i'm not speaking personally i'm not saying they're overrated i'm just saying that of all of our bands i think even more than system they're the most popularly acclaimed I would attribute that to uh, them having a couple big TikTok songs in the last two years. It's kind of made everyone rush to them as like the band to get into alt metal or new metal. 
Uh, I think Cherry Waves was one of them. And I want to say Be Quiet and Dry was the other. Well, it's uh, very bizarre seeing people pretend Saturday Night Wrist is a great album. Oh, man. I did a poll of a bunch of their albums. And Pete and a bunch of people were like, why, why isn't Saturday Night Wrist on here? And I'm like, isn't that their worst? Because it's not. Because all... it's the second worst album? Second worst it's album. better than the self-titled. No, yeah, it's we, fucking not. What the hell? We always <laughs> do this. You we, and all these hot takes. We, whenever we bring up the big bands, we always start talking about what their worst stuff is like right away. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, what I'm what I was gonna say though is that I don't I really don't think Deftones are overrated. What's no, actually so here's what's crazy, right? Of like all of the biggest new metal bands, the Deftones are the least popular by a huge margin. I don't well, think people like you know, no, still, still. I mean, my I metric, still. my metric for modern popularity of legacy bands like that is YouTube views, and they rank dead last by a mile. You, they've had a huge surge in their numbers, though, thanks to TikTok. I agree. I've Spotify noticed that and YouTube too. has gone way up in the last two years, and it's still rising really, really quick. But I just like, think they're catching up to Corn and Slipknot from the looks of it. Maybe not quite at that system of a down or Limp Biscuit level, but they're they're getting up there. No one's ever going to catch up to the system or Linkin Park for that matter. That's that's permanent. I think that's permanently up there. Limp Biscuit um, are a lot bigger than you would think. So, but before like we get before we get to in the weeds on this one, I want you to just tell the people a little bit. You know, there's probably you never know. There could be one or two people out there that have never heard of Deftones or just haven't gotten into Deftones. So why don't you just talk to the people a little bit? Yeah, so they're a Chevelle ripoff. They uh, copied Chevelle uh, second album. What if we start the season by firing Z? We vote Z off the island. Now, I would never do that. I would vote Cran out as like a warning. I'd be like, see, we can do this. You didn't think <laughs> this we could is for do this. not liking toxicity, motherfucker. This is, you didn't think we could do this. No, this is for his thirst tweets on Twitter. But uh, I digress. Z, Z, I can cut that out if you want. Z, um, <laughs> Just give us a little rundown, though, of what Chevelle is all about. Yeah, so uh, Chevelle is this alternative metal band that formed in the late 90s. They first got their big radio hit, in, I want to say 2002, with The Red. That's all I got. I Wait, can't did I say Chevelle? Going. Yeah, you did. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know what? I'm coming out of the fog of a, of a two two colds in two weeks, so I'm really sorry about that. Okay, Z, <laughs> this is the last time I do this. Z, tell us a little bit about the Deftones. So they formed in the late 80s. They were way ahead of the curve as far as the new metal scene goes. Not that they necessarily were new metal when they started. I think they were mostly doing like punk and reggae covers, kind of trying to kind of do like a West Coast Bad Brains thing. They started making music a little bit before Korn. They have some early demos from the early 90s, especially with songs like Teething and Root that I would say are the first new metal songs ever written before 94 rolled around. Uh, but they didn't really get their credit for inventing the genre. Everyone always assigns that to Corn, even though I think it's slightly inaccurate. They Here were just we to have a label debut. He's got his bone. He's picking it. Oh fuck yeah! yeah. Hold I on, love though, hold Korn, on. Let's we, we're not doing not, not doing that here. We'll, we'll we'll give that its own. We'll do that on the adrenaline episode or something. But carry on though. Where did they go from there? Ninety five. They dropped Adrenaline, which uh, I would say is their third best album. A lot of people say it's their worst, and those people are fucking insane. I think they just don't like that Chino raps on a couple songs, but he's good at it. Like, I'd rather hear Chino rap than uh, a lot of new metal rappers, especially the big ones like Fred Durst or this is controversial Mike Shinoda. Chester was the star of that band. But anyway, uh, Adrenaline is one of like the harder early new metal albums. It's got a very raw, very rough kind of feel to it. It's got a 
really good guitar tone it's very dusty though people really don't like the production on that but i think it sounds very diy and very fucking like real yeah i love i've always liked how scrappy it sounds because yeah that was bef- it was before you knew people knew what to do about like how to make new metal what yeah. it was like how Cause cause it was they were- really just them and corn at that point it was two records for people to go on so how about around the so then they go around the fur and then that's the like first, that's so when they've like that's the album that broke them. That's and that's MTV when they like airtime, my own summer, radio play would be quiet and drive. That's when they like started blowing the fuck up. That's when they figured it out, you know. Oh yeah, like, like, and okay, that is this, a this is perfect album. Around the fur, yeah, ten what's out best, ten. What's the best song on Around the Fur that wasn't a single? That wasn't a single. Oh yeah. shit. Um, now I it's really head like it's head, up. head up. Head up is great. I, I think do head, like up head up might be the best one, but I also am partial to MX and Mascara. I've always liked lotion. Lotion's um, another great one. They're all great ones. It's a perfect album. See, that's and yeah, not a bad that's, song. That's a perfect. The album. hidden track Damone is really good too. You know that thirty minutes of silence after MX. Critical. Oh yeah, that's a funny thing, right? Is that I always get that too from people that Damone is like one of the best songs on the album. It is, but it, takes it should like, not have been a hidden track. It takes like effort to listen to it. I should like yeah. get a, the track. It's streaming. so hidden that they have to take a weed break while you're waiting for it. Yeah, yeah you hear Stephen Carpenter hey. rip a bong halfway through the silence before the hidden track. And how long is that silence? Uh, let's see. So MX is like a six minute song. I think it's a 36 minute track. So that I would say maybe 24 minutes. That's insane. I've never heard an album do a hidden track that's that far. far down. Uh, I think Slipknot's original pressing of their self-titled did. Eeyore, I think, was hidden behind like 30 minutes of silence after Scissors. 90s were crazy, man. And the Misfits did it on American Psycho, but that album sucks, so don't even bother. We get to it on... We get to it on... Now we get to White Pony, and I think White Pony is like a lot of people's pick for the best... Yeah, many ever. people think that's like the peak of the genre. Many others think it's even the peak of like alt metal and alt rock, uh, which is why, like you alluded to, people are starting to say Deftones are overrated because I think they're just sick of all the hype around White Pony. But it's a damn great record. Like, I don't think it's overrated at all. I think it's just maybe, I don't know what the word would be. I guess people talk about it a bit too much. Not that it doesn't deserve the credit. Oversaturated. Yeah, exactly. It's oversaturated on social media, so people are just sick of it. But it's damn near perfect. It's I so think f- it does uh, have a little kind of a couple slow moments that don't really fit with the rest of the record. And you could take it or leave it when it comes to Elite, the song that won a Grammy. It's just kind of out of place on there. It feels more like a B-side from one of the singles than the second track on the ro- on the album or third track, depending on who you ask. Mm. White Pony's pretty good. Digital Bath, I think, is maybe my favorite deftone song oh totally i you know what is is because i'm a phenomenally large dork it took ian cohen giving the album a good review for pitchfork for me to get into it like they had to give me permission to get into the album and i had gotten into that yeah, right after i got that my does first sound like something a dork would do and boy howdy am i but that's what started fucking dude that's what started all of this literally all of this happened because Ian Cohen and Pitchfork Media gave me permission to get into White Pony. That was the first new metal-ish anything that I started listening to. And it fucking laid me flat when I got into it in like September 2017 or like right around then. I could tell you exactly when. I just have to look up when that review was published. But hey, Ian, if you're listening to this, I'll buy you the whole bar if we ever go out to drink. Fuck, I don't care. I'll buy you a car if I have the money because I owe you everything. So yeah, White Pony is a really significant one to me. And I don't listen to it too much anymore. 
just because I feel like, you know, it's so thoroughly respected and well-known and way out there that it kind of is like something I feel like I can put aside, but it's, I I'll always ride for that album. Does anyone else in oh, here yeah. have any big feelings on white pony or around the fur for that matter? Cran probably hates it. Given his track record. White pony. Yeah. I love white pony. I waited. Okay, good. White pony and so I bought this is not two... another toxicity situation. No, I bought two separate copies of the day it came out. Hell oh, yeah. Wow. Cause there was a special edition with a uh, boy's school at the end. Oh, you have that version. Yeah. Had Dick. I, I I was I was robbed Boys in my early twenties. I kept all my CDs in my car at the time because that's where I listened to music, and As I was the stupidly left my door unlocked. Mm. They gone. You kind of robbed yourself. In, just kind of robbed yourself with that one. My, I, I was kind of hoping. To blame, but me. I was kind of hoping someone stuck you up just for that CD. Does that have <laughs> Does that have the Boys Republic on it? Maybe. I said Boys Republic. Like an idiot. Hand it over. Did you see them live at this era? I saw them at a radio show, 2001, Q101's Twisted Christmas. You know Q101, you're a Chicago oh, boy, right? Oh, yeah, bro. I totally know Q101. Yeah, Chino came out with Cypress Hill and did Rock Superstar. Oh, that's fucking sick. That was, that uh, okay, well, and during the break for seven words, they covered Say and Ain't So in its entirety. <laughs> during the what? break? Damn, that's fucking awesome. Oh, man. Cran saw all of the great bands in their time. I oh, gotta man. know something. Of, I gotta uh, know something. I have to know something. I've gotta hijack the whole conversation. What the fuck does Chino do on Rock Superstar? He speaks at the very beginning of the song. Just, that's the whole thing, though, right? That's it's just it. that I yeah. fucking hate that song for that so much. Every <laughs> time I've rocks, ever though. seen featuring that is not featuring Chino Moreno. Like that is a lie. That is fraudulence. That is uh, we should form a class action lawsuit to get that removed. Because every <laughs> time I see that, I'm always like, oh, he sings on this, and then no. So, so you saw, but you saw them do it with Chino. Did he just say that part? A lot of snakes out there. A lot of snakes actually, out there. He came out in the middle of the song and he, I'm, he might've had a drink or two. There's no way to tell. He did. But he just, he rambled incoherently in that Chino voice. <laughs> and he said, ah, so good. So good. A couple of times. And then he did the, so you want to be a rock superstar part. Okay. That's awesome. That's kick ass. I wonder if there's any video of that. I would. There is, but and their whole set is on online too. I just found it about a year ago. Oh man, I need to get, I need to post that of of Chino video of Chino doing that with them. No, their set of including his the cover of Saving. So their whole set from Twisted Christmas is online. Oh, that set. Okay, I should post the same. That was after they changed the name. It was not Twisted Christmas at that point. It was Twisted Seven. If you're looking for it, it's kind of funny that Deftones covered a Weezer song because back when I got into Deftones. I was in very briefly because I do not like this band, but I was in a Weezer cover band. No shit. <laughs> so I was probably covering Satan. So when I heard White Pony for the first time, I never figured that of you. It was but- not by choice. We were an emo band and then we didn't have any original material. So we just started covering Weezer and I was like, fuck this and left. That would. Yeah, that would be a bummer to have your band come through and be like, all right, this isn't working for us. Can you guys Let's learn cover some, blue album? Let's cover the entire blue album. I'd have been psyched personally, but I get why that would be a bummer. So is just it because so you look just like Buddy Holly? Yeah, totally. Well, these homies kept dissing my girl. These, I guess, wearing these glasses though, I can't really get upset about that, huh? I don't want to wear contacts, so I'm not sick anymore. What's the point? Just so we don't go album by album by album, because that'll take all night. We can kind of group up the rest together. No, no offense to any of these other records. It's just, you know, if you're listening and you need a place to start, go around the fur and go white pony and go adrenaline. Yep. If you feel so inclined, if go you start like, with adrenaline, start with adrenaline, 
break the uh, go against the grain, break the mold, start with their. I think album. I think you should. I think anyone that wants to get into Deftones that hasn't should press play on My Own Summer and go from there. Because you could it go from, for me. You that's go, how I got into them. You start with Adrenaline. No, I started with My Own Summer. Specifically that's that saying, track. That's what I'm saying. Is I think anyone that needs to get into the band should just press play on that because I think you get the whole the whole picture really quickly with that one song. So, but that, now so they follow that up though with Deftones self titled. Briefly, great record in your opinion. Yep, Never got into it. that one. Never got a couple into duds. Like I think uh, Good Morning Beautiful is not their best song, even though people really do like that one. But Battle Axe, great track. When Girls Telephone Boys, fucking awesome. Good album. Isn't that the one with the monologue at the end? Uh, when Girls Telephone Boys. What do you mean by the monologue? Because I don't remember that. Isn't there like some really gross ending? Monologue? You're thinking of Pink Cell Phone off of oh, Saturday Pink Night Cell Rails, their okay. worst album? Well, we'll get to that for sure. But you know what else? Deftones also has Minerva on it and um, yep. Hexa- Hexagram. Pins Hexagram. and Needles. Can't fuck with the Yeah, can't fuck with those songs. Needles and Pins, Kim Dracula's on it. Yeah, it's absolutely. No, Kim Dracula's on Saturday Night Wrist. Is it? Speaking, and speaking yeah. of Saturday Night Wrist, I mean, Saturday Night Wrist, I know that everyone talks shit about that's, Saturday Night Wrist. Well, but, that's like their big album right now. That was the song uh, Cherry Waves. That was the TikTok song. Well, that's the thing about every Deftones album is none of them are just, they've never no, dropped, never bad. They've never dropped a dud. So even with even with Saturday Night Wrist, which does, what? It's got a hole in the earth. Oh yeah, hole in the yeah, earth. That song. Main or mine, depending on how you want to pronounce it, that is one of my favorite Deftones songs. Which song? Main. May I like oh, that one? Yeah. I like that one too. I like that yes. one too. You ever seen the music video for that one? It's so weirdly expensive. <laughs> you ever seen it? There's like low riders bouncing and yeah. so much oh, shit going on. Yeah, that way it's it is cool, but it is also like wow, Madonna really wanted these guys to sell a million records. Didn't work, but she tried. Well, White uh, Pony's platinum, right? White Pony is platinum. The they've too, never right? they've never gone double plat, but White Pony is platinum, and I think Around the Fur is also platinum. But uh, after that, uh, they went gold. I think they went gold two more times, and that was that. Oh, you know what? I bet Diamond Eyes is gold, but we'll we'll get there. So, but yeah, uh, and you know what? Listen, sometimes the TikTok kids are right. I'm not going to slander Cherry Waves. Great song. That's the best song of Saturday Night Roast. Doesn't it also have Beware on it? I do not like that song, but yes, it does. This is crazy. I, I feel like this happens sometimes with Saturday Night Roast, where I start talking through each track, the tracks that are on, and I'm like, wait a minute. Is this a... Bad album? This kind of sounds like no, a great album. No, it's not a bad album. It just has the most bad songs of any Deftones record. Well, well, I can, I'll can. i disagree with that later. Well, actually, no, I'll say Gore maybe has the most bad songs. So then, I mean, after Saturday Night Wrist, it, ha- it has to be sad, and I hate to say it, we lost Chi in a car accident. Car accident. He got in a car accident, wasn't wearing a seatbelt, right? Did he? And he was thrown clear of the wreck. Absolutely tragic. And then he passed, and then they, scra- and then they scrapped Eros. I think they've yeah, the record they were working on when that legendary happened. Legendary Eros. They had been working on Eros with him. And then I saw them play him. Smile for the first time ever uh, a few years ago. That's badass. Oh, wow. I think Did it's the only time to... they've ever played it still. Oh, so you went to Day of the Day Lost Deftones in. Yeah, in uh, 2019, right before Legend- the pandemic. A, in a legendary show. One of their oh, best yeah. ever, for sure. Actually, literally, I might say that was the best concert I've ever seen in my life. And I've seen a lot of bands. Did you see Megan the Stallion? Yes, I did. That Damn, was a very man. bizarre opener for Deftones. <laughs> so raw. That is so raw. And yet strangely appropriate. Yeah. And that was before WAP. So, she, I mean, she was already fucking famous as hell, but that was before she was like the number one rap. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I think she was on her way. But when I think of 2019 and it's like, I don't necessarily think of Megan Thee Stallion. So that was but that was really cool. 
but Bieber had I dropped did. by then one of her more famous mixtapes. So I, yeah. I she was on my radar. Like she was up for there. Sure. He was yeah definitely up there. So anyway, we were talking about yeah. So but then they fall. Then they go out, come out with Diamond Eyes, which I think you could very reasonably say is their best album ever. Wait, does anyone else here? Does anyone here maybe think Diamond Eyes is their best album? Top top I, three, top three, top five, but not top, top five. Three. I would say it's their fifth best. I'd give it top three. You know what's crazy? I did a poll. The other week where I put up White Pony versus Around the Fur versus Diamond Eyes. Diamond Eyes got stomped. I was shocked. I was like, I did not think that was going to happen. And you people are all fucking nuts because I mean, that, that it's album an awesome is incredible. Album. Yeah. Rocket, Rocket Skates, Skates is a fucking banger, especially Rocket live. Skates, mm-hmm. You know what song I, I think would be a banger live is Command Control, but they never fucking oh, play it. That would be amazing. I want to see that shit live. I want to pit up to that. I love Beauty School. I always thought Beauty School Great was one of their song. best songs. Sex 976 Tape. Evil. Yeah, fucking sex tape. See what I'm good. talking about? See what I'm Prince. talking about? Oh, such a good record. That has no misses. The only issue I've ever had with this, I can't remember like the how the last two or three tracks go. I feel like a lot of... De- every, like, is it like, 976 no. Evil, the penultimate on that one? Uh, is it? Because it's really fucking good. This is yeah. the problem I have with every Deftones album after White Pony is that I cannot remember how the last three tracks go on any of them. So did you cover it. sex okay. tape at some point? Kurt? I did. I did cover sex did. tape. I did. Uh, hey, that's on your YouTube channel, I assume. Yeah. Hey, if you want to check it out, go for it. If you would Shout like out to, to Holiday my, Kirk on YouTube, if you would like to resurrect my dormant music career. Feel free. Happy to have it. But um, Holiday Kirk on Spotify. You're the best. I'm here out now. Love my friends. No, come to come to New Metal Night, people. We'll we'll worry about my music later. But uh, anyway, after that, okay. So after that goes to Koino Yokan. I know you're not the biggest fan of it, though. Controversially, dude, I really don't like that album. It's like, and it, and it's not something I'm proud of. I don't go around and it's I'm just like that album. See, great, mm. I, great. Not I'd say it's top six. <laughs> Man, that album has just going in the line now. <laughs> that album. I has... love Swerve City. I love Leather. Oh my. God, Swerve City is amazing. such a banger when you see it live. Just the whole fucking crowd jumping. At least the crowd in the front. Kirk and I saw them at Dia de los Deftones this year, or last year rather, forgot it's 2023 now. And we were near the back with all the old heads, and they were not jumping. But we could see everyone in front of us having the time of their life. Nobody, you can't jump that far back. We were like on a hill, so no, we're not jumping. But um, cowards. Cowards. I, this, I is what, this is where they totally start to lose me, like, all the way because okay yeah swerve city rules i think entombed is a good one uh-huh. but this is one rosemary where it's just, is amazing this is one Rose, where, rosemary in the goon squad who oh, i saw the them play those back-to-back live at deftones 2019 oh that had to be so sick it was it, fucking amazing you know what never mind i don't want to talk bad about this album i'd rather do that no, i'd rather go, keep do it no i don't want to Okay, so this is my yeah, my hater. issue. My issue here is that after Diamond Eyes, I feel like Chino kind of lost interest in writing like pop hooks and choruses and stuff, which, hey, good for him. But I always really liked when Deftones was trying, you know, swinging for the fences. So that's all. That's all. And I'm not here to sit here and say it's a bad album. I'd never say some shit like that. Following that, though, is uh, Gore. Gore. Gore comes after that. Which is arguably their worst album. Like, I, I think Saturday Night Wrist is their weakest but gore is on the bottom of most people's lists well nobody here is gonna say prayers triangles isn't good that's an amazing song hearts wires is great too prayers triangles is fucking awesome i would i would say prayers triangles is their last great song but Mm, i think i think that uh ohms has a couple really really good tracks what about isn't there a song in there with jerry cantrell 
I don't pay too much attention to features, especially when they're not listed on the back of the CD jewel case. Pretty sure there's a Jerry Cantrell track on there, but on the board, almost 100 percent certain he guests on on that album. Bet you anything. But after Maybe, that, uh, Jerry Cantrell should come on the show and talk about it. If you're yeah, listening, Jerry. Jerry. Yeah, Jerry, hit me up. And then we got Ohms, which is their most recent record that came out in 2020. Yeah, I remember that so. being a I remember that being a lockdown album. So, yeah. Anyone have any big feelings on that one? I uh, remember. It. Yeah, it's great. When Genesis dropped the video for it, me and a couple of my coworkers at the time who were also big Deftones fans, we all piled into one guy's car, plugged our phone into the speaker and just watched the live premiere on YouTube. Yeah, I remember that being one where I was like watching the it was fun to like watch the whole thing happen, like the whole release thing happen at once. I never got into the album. No, I didn't try. I don't think I tried it's particularly good. hard. Yeah, uh, it is good, though. It is good. And uh, did one of you guys say it's top three? Cran, did you say top three? Uh, top five. It's uh, it flip flops between uh, Diamond Eyes for top four or four and five spot. It's top seven. <laughs> I think it's after, definitely one of the top Deftones albums. Like, if you had to rank them, it would for sure be included. After, oh, yeah. after this, I should drop a Deftones ranking on my big Twitter. You're going to totally get so cold, many people fucking mad. Totally <laughs> cold and list Koino Yokan dead last. And You're going to be doxxed. <laughs> see if I survive the night. You're going to be doxxed by me. I know your address, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, you'll just post it in the replies. You're like, here's where he lives. So I'm yeah, going to get around the fur is always going to be my number one. Just because that album's very special to me. Deftones' demo tape from Before Adrenaline that was released as a bootleg called Like Linus. Some real, real good songs on there. There is uh, some good stuff on there. Plastic bangs. Uh, Freaks goes hard as fuck, even though nobody can figure out what the hell Chino is saying in that song. It, he was probably drunk when they recorded it. It's indecipherable nonsense, but it goes pretty hard. Yeah, uh, the title were... track, like Linus, one of my favorite Deftone songs, and they still play it live every now and then. I hope to catch it one day. They do? Yeah, they still play like Linus, the song. I like that song, too. I think that's when you you kind of could figure they had something special going. Oh, yeah. There was... uh, the original version of Teething is on there, which is not as good as the Crow version. Oh, yeah, we skipped the te- we skipped Teething just because it's not on any of their albums. That's one of their best songs. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's fucking awesome. Another one I hope to catch live one day. Yeah, they still play it. They do still play it. So, yeah, overall, fantastic band. Really, 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 really good. And if, you know, I'll criticize them, sure, but I'm never going to pretend that they're not the best of the best. You know, they're probably the best new metal band of all time, unfortunately. I, I almost hate to admit it, but they have no they have no clunkers. They've never missed. And uh, they're, they're when it's when they're strong, they're they're incredible. So I would say that they're the best new metal band of all time. Anyone else feel I, that way? Yeah. I would say it's either them or System of a Down, but System of a Down has too many uh, universally panned records to, uh, I think, be in this conversation because people really don't like Hypnotize and Mesmerize, to my surprise. Cranster, I want to hear from you. What's your favorite new metal band of all time? Okay, uh, per our discussion, I went back and forth on this. I have decided I'm going with Taproot. Oh, you're not not repping the Chain Gang? The Chain Gang, excuse me? I, I cannot go with the chamber because if I was going to go with cold chamber, it would be my favorite band to defend against people who deride new metal and that band in, in particular, because of how they look. But, Let uh, me ask you, do you like the entire taproot discography? A good solid 90% of it. They have a few songs that miss and they miss pretty big. And there's a couple attempts 
couple of attempts, excuse me, to write hits that just don't land with me. Like uh, Fractured from Plead the Fifth was a clear attempt to sound like bands that were coming out around then. I think uh, Calling as a single from Blue Sky Research doesn't really do it for me. I wanted to love that record. I also really want to like Blue Sky Research every once in a while. And you should because it's really good. Every once in a while, someone will come around and just be like, yeah, the album's classic. And I've tried it a bunch of times. It's never worked for me. I have a time and place thing. I definitely have a certain soft spot for Taproot. I don't think they're great. I I really I mean, most of their albums, I haven't heard most of their albums, but to me, it's like I like I think Gift is solid. I would say Gift is good. And then I think Welcome has its moments, but for the most part, not great. And then I mean, after after that, was one of the greatest new metal songs of the era of the, of the third wave of the early two thousands. Poem is up there. I do think if I do think again and again is a better song, just for whatever reason. I I know poem is the one that everyone knows and loves, but I would say again and again is better. And so and I love that song. I would write well, out for that song again and again is a pure new metal song. That oh, and yeah. I do love those when it's just all like very thorough. And I always thought they did cool things with like uh, I always I, you know what you know what their lead singer. <laughs> Their lead singer got so much shit for sound sounding like um, Lane Staley. I never totally heard it like that. No, they're de- they're an Alice in Chains alike for sure. No, but no, they're the I absolute mean, no, best no, no, Alice no. in Chains alike in the new metal. Maybe realm. I haven't listened to enough Alice in Chains because I am not hearing that. I think that they were more creative with the minor key harmonies than like Godsmack or Stained were. They, I think that I think they layered them better. They had more ideas doing that, especially on like Poem. And uh, mine, where the the layers, I feel like the layers have a lot of thought behind them of, of harmonies. So I would say that they're better. And I also don't think his voice sounds entirely like Lane Staley either. I bet I he could, sounds like that at all. No. Yeah, I honestly don't think he sounds like Lane. People really say that? What the hell? Well, he does he sound a little bit like Lane. He, he strains a little well, I mean, bit. He's got a little bit of that grunge kind of throaty thing that, you know, grunge singers are known to do. But... I don't think that makes him sound like Lane Staley. That just makes him sound like a post grunge singer, which he kind of is. Well, mm-hmm. now I, I do, Cran, I do want you to tell us though. I want you to walk us through your Taproot fandom. Uh huh. Well, I first heard of them in 2001 because they played Ozfest that year and I was at that show and I bought a t shirt and they're just kind of a band that stuck around. If Z wouldn't have picked Deftones, I probably would have gone with them because they're one of my comfort bands, so to speak. But. And second place is Taproot. I, I, I listened to those albums consistently, even when I was too cool for cool as far as new metal goes, because, you know, grind or, Grindcore and Death Metal came along. And I was like, ah, fuck new metal. I'm too tough for this. I'm strong. That was me in high school. What are Taproot's, <laughs> well, what are Taproot's classics? Uh, again and again, uh, comeback from that album. I, Impact, Smile's a fucking amazing song. Oh, yeah, it is. I like that song, too. Uh, then you go to Welcome, and there's Poem. Mine, obviously, was a single, Myself, Dreams, and I, I stand by this. This might be one of the weirder opinions I have. If they would have released Like as a single and shot a video for it, it would have been their drive. Oh, I do think mm. I know how that one goes. It's like the ballad one. Yeah. It is. And Probably I not see that, that big. Some Steven, MTV airtime. Steven Richards is not Brandon Boyd. I but. say that like I have a frame of reference for MTV. I was a child when TRL was on. And then, okay, so what about and then Blue Sky Research? <clears throat> Yeah, that's uh, they had Billy Corgan come in on three tracks on that one for songwriting help. And it's, it's, it's just a solid rock record. Uh, Plead the Fifth has Stolage, Game Over. Game Over is so fucking sick. And then my personal favorite, one of my favorite albums of all time, The Episodes, which is just front to back amazing. Really? Yeah. A late career from a, no offense, but B-tier new metal band is one of your favorite albums. 
Yeah, that, that's like a good endorsement, actually. I'm going to give that one a listen when we're done here. Yeah, I love to hear it. I would love to discover another one by them that's like phenomenal. That would be great. If people want to compare them to Alice in Chains, don't forget who was supposed to be on Welcome, Wayne Staley. Yeah, he was. You totally skipped our long road home, though, right? Uh, that's the one they self-released and you can't find it anywhere. Oh, really? Yeah, so I, I never bothered to look for it. <laughs> You've never heard it? No. Oh, it's probably on YouTube. Yeah, my favorite band, and they have a whole album I've never heard. But uh, then they've got a new album coming up soon, right? And yes, I they're playing shows in 2023. You gonna go? You gonna get to them? I'm not gonna go to Blue Rock Ridge to see Taproot. No. <laughs> favorite band, this guy. <laughs> hey, that that I that's mean, very far away from me, and that costs a lot of money. I'm still on the fence I about Sick New World. You're still what? I'm still on the fence about Sick New World, and that's like the thing we all have to go to. I know, we really do. Yeah, do you have any li- final thoughts? I don't have much to... You know what, though? Tapper did mean a lot to me around... They were kind of like one of the first off-the-beaten-path sort of B-tier-style new metal bands I got into. And I also remember Same. Poem being fucking huge on Q101 in 94.7 <clears throat> back in the day. You remember that? The Zone. I do oh, yeah. remember that the zone. That was, in that was a big K Rock song out here. That was a, in constant rotation. And uh I do that is a nice little place in my heart. And um, but yeah, I definitely like Taproot. I'll leave it on. If uh anybody out there listening hasn't heard the episodes, check it out. I'm Very gonna check it out. I'm gonna it check sounds it out promising. I trust your opinions unless they pertain to system of a down. <laughs> Wolf. That's fair. Wolf. I woo. What's your favorite new metal band? All right. I'm going to give everybody the top five reasons why Seven Dust is my favorite new metal band. Fuck yeah. I'm already there. We don't need to go. But go for it. (laughs) Number five. Naria one of Seven Dust 13's albums is bad. So today in preparation for this, I listened to Next, which is the lowest rated Seven Dust album on Richard Music. And it's fine. It sounds like a Seven Dust album. It has all of their hallmarks. It has an elevated rhythmic dexterity, with John Witherspoon's stirring singing that makes rock courses sound like gospel. It has groovy chugs that trade in flash for a grittier meatiness. Pieces, pretty good song. My number four reason, Lejean Witherspoon can actually sing. Yeah, My favorite. Yeah, really? Can, hell man. yeah. My favorite Seven Dust album is actually Time Travelers and Bonfires, a.k.a. Mm. the acoustic album. Oh, shit. Interesting. It is one of the only a handful of acoustic reimaginings that I can stand. And the reason I like it is that Witherspoon sounds fantastic on it. He's impassioned. He imparts a soul-nourishing soulfulness. And he's always had that quality throughout his career. Even on something like Terminator, which sounds to me now like Downset doing Crowbar, Witherspoon gave that song a vocal hook that still hooks me because his voice just sounds so human. He's like Amazing Grace reincarnated as a rock singer. My number three reason is that despite a brief three-year period when Sonny Mayo from Silence and Snot replaced Clint Lowry on guitar, this has been the same band. So in my main gig, I pick through the roster changes of metal bands that rival a transaction sheet detailing a hectic day for Major League Baseball's hot stove. That Seven Dust only has two transactions over a 30-years period is wild. Yeah, And this band has had tough breaks. It has a mid-aughts label kerfuffle that almost sunk the band and made them bankrupt. So considering the consistency, it is a blast hearing how these musicians have grown over the years. It also provides later-day albums with a fun through-line and uncommon continuity. 
Longtime Seven Dust fandom is like following the decades-long reign of a sports team that keeps its rookies together. It's a deeper kind of relationship. My number two reason, Seven Dust is sneakily creative. Seven Dust was never about the musicianship, although the band was always tight. It instead sought riffs and melodies that stuck with you, while Morgan Rose's pocket-building and pugnacious playing battered you. Because of this, it always worked a little harder to ensure any ear candy was substantive. And thus, you got stuff like Licking Cream, where Witherspoon's duet with Skin weaves together like a finger trap. And you also got the riff to Dying to Live, a simple chugger with a die-bombing squee that sounds like a daredevil dove. My number one reason that I love Seven Dust is that Seven Dust Blood and Stone is why I'm back and doing this podcast today. So Ooh. speaking of Dying to Live, that was my re-entry to the band and new metal at large. While I was writing a segment on Spirit Box, I decided to check the roster of that new school band's new label, Rise. What do I spy on Rise? Huh, Seven Dust. I like Seven Dust. Huh, new album. Is that any good? Blood and Stone is very good. Balancing the rough and tumble early days with the band's late career near spiritual emotionalism. I listen to new metal because I'm a sucker for a good modern rock hook, and Blood and Stone proved to me that those are still around in the 2020s. So of course it had to be Seven Dust that brought me back, one of the reasons I even continued to show up here in the first place. Those are my top five reasons for liking Seven Dust. Wolf bringing it as always. He doesn't talk much, but when he talks, he makes it count. Yeah, I don't mean this as an insult because I know Kevin Smith is kind of a controversial figure these days, but he's like the silent Bob of our show. He, he doesn't is. talk, but when he does, he makes everyone else look real stupid. Cran me and Cran, <laughs> so me and Cran just did this interview yesterday with Donnie, the DRP, and Danny Diablo, and we ta started talking about Seven Does, and Danny Diablo was like, bro, nicest fucking guys you'll ever meet. I don't think anyone on Earth has a bad thing to say about anyone in seven does lejean witherspoon in particular is the nicest guy in metal i think i keep I, hearing that that they're I, like one of like the everyone's favorite band the tour with yeah like like lejean has this uh loudwire video if you guys have seen it where he's reacting to people's vocal covers of seven dust songs and he's just like so enthusiastic and so pumped it's so amped to be hearing people singing his songs and you're just like it's so infectious just to watch him react to these songs and you're right. They did have a bunch of really tough breaks. They were signed to TVT. I think TVT tried really hard to break them through to mainstream success. And of course, they signed a jank ass contract and their manager stole all their money. And that's why they toured relentlessly for the entire freaking 90s. And um, they're yeah, they're a band that I have a shitload of admiration and respect for. And I also like a lot. So that's a great pick for number one. We have a guest coming up uh, soon, not going to spoil who it is for the audience, that infamously hates Seven Dust. So let's see if we can change his mind in a couple of weeks. Or for the audience at home, might be a few weeks. I don't know when that episode is going to Oh, yeah, he does yeah, hate Seven he Dust. infamously hates them. Oh, my God. Yeah, we have to put his feet to the fire on that one. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. I think That's we just crazy. found the topic for that episode. So I would say their best album is Home. I think Home is just... Man, it's so tough because it's like with this band, you can almost throw a dart at any of their records and they just have that consistency where I think really oh, early yeah. on they figured out exactly what they're good at. And they're like, we're going to hammer this one into Adams. And Lejean is one of the best singers in the genre, like top what three, top five. He could have picked any genre in music and been phenomenal at it. He actually started out as a soul singer and they poached him for Seven Duster as it was known first off was Crawl Space and um yeah, I think he could have picked any genre he wanted to and they would have been phenomenal. I really loved 
what Chad Kroger of Nickelback said not even that long ago, where he's like, never have seven dust open for you because they'll mop the floor. <laughs> they'll mop the fucking floor. He's like, they're the worst band I've opened for you because they will destroy you. And it's funny to hear him say that because any one Nickelback album has outsold their entire discography multiple times over. So it's cool. But that's the kind of impression that they leave. You know, what an they're, injustice. That is such an injustice to hear that statistic. I know. I know. And you know what? I they are it's like cool to chat chat them out though. It, oh yeah, it's super cool. And they're probably my number one most pump. Uh, they're most pump band. I'm I am to see at uh, Sick New World. So yeah, I really got to see them before they retire because uh, there has been talks about them hanging it up soon. So yeah, love them. Anyone else have big thoughts on Seven Dust? Anyone here seen Seven Dust? I have somehow someone never seen Seven Dust. That's crazy. I'm sure they played bands, a lot of obscure ones. And they were they were never touring with any band that I was going to see. Uh, It's bizarre because their workhorses, like you said, they were always touring. They were in the Chicago lane area four or five times a year. Just yeah, um, but yeah, great band. Uh, Their definitive tracks. I mean, really, you know, I think a lot of people out there that have not heard Seven Dust probably love Deftones. Go check out Bender. It's a song they did with Chino. And it's like oh, a yeah. great 50-50 between their styles. If you like Deftones, you're going to hear that song and be like, whoa, you know, this is the shit. And after that, I would say just listen to Home. But you can't front on Waffle. You can't front on Denial. You can't front on Black. You can't front that on Terminator. That yeah, balance, man. that chug. It's so fucking good. You can't front on Praise. You can't front on Trust. Like, these are just... Denial. Yeah. Undeniable classic right there. Yeah, man. These are absolutely slamming ass tracks, so... Great band, I would say check them out whenever. Uh, Wolf, which of their albums did you say was their your favorite, but also their best? What would you say is their best? Their best is either Home or Animosity. My favorite Animosity. is Time and Bonfires. Yeah, I need to check that one out. I need to check that one out. Did you say, Anim- John, you said Animosity? I really enjoy Animosity, yeah. Uh, I, th- I think it has two of their best tracks. Like I'm, I'm a big sucker for the acoustic tracks like Wolf. Uh, it's got Angel Sun. It's got Xmas Day. Uh, it's just a really powerful record. I think the John Witherspoon has some of his best moments on this record. And I do think it speaks to the, I think it really speaks to how important it is to maintain that positivity because man, like they've sold a fractional amount compared to a band like Stained, but I just have a much easier and more enjoyable time listening to Seven Dust's music just because I know that LeJean Witherspoon has never done anyone wrong. Oh, by the fucking way, before I forget about this, before I forget about this, I would say Seven Dust had the set at Woodstock 99. I think they came out there totally unknown and they won the entire crowd over to their side by the end of that. Bar none, I think they had the best set at Woodstock. You think it was better than Corns? Fuck yeah. I totally really? think it was better than Corns. I it's think Seven than Dust. ICPs? I think Set. Wait, yes, I definitely think it was better than ICPs. Ever, that ever, is a Kid good Rock. fucking ICP set. What? No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. They played Dude. a bunch of shit off Jekyll Brothers. That's Hold my on. favorite you, album by them. Are you That's their new metal album. Are you completely misremembering that their DJ messed up really bad and they're like way off tempo for a lot of songs? Yeah, but it's ICP. Who gives a shit? Yeah, yeah. You are, your words. I'm not getting to an ICP argument tonight. That's not where my Thursday's taking me. Also, how is Jekyll Brothers their new metal album when it does not have Hall of Illusions on it? It's got like, uh, I want my shit. It's got their cover of Ghetto Boys Assassins with the guitar samples. It's got a lot of fucking like new metal ass moments. Lord of Mercy, we're talking about uh, Insane Clown Posse. Someone please. But you know what? Kirk, we're going to cover them at some point. Hey, man. Similarly, <laughs> similar couple of nice ass guys. So, oh, yeah. It's about oh, yeah. Jay is one of the best guys in the entire fucking 
I don't want to say new metal seeing as they're not always a new metal band, but he's one of the best as far as like alternative and underground rockers go. So listen, to Shaggy to- rocker. So you heard it here first, folks. Listen to Seven Dust and also watch that Woodstock 99 set because I'm telling you, it's phenomenal. It's my turn. Yeah. My favorite. So you're trying to fake us out. For the audience at home, what shirt are you wearing, Kirk? Oops. Well, not the right one. I'm wearing an American Head Charge shirt, but it did occur to me that this is not the band I'm picking. So surprisingly, yes. Even though The War of Art is my favorite album of all time, my favorite new metal band of all time is far and away. French new metal heroes, Playmo. I oh, fucking yes, adore Playmo. Playmo's first three records, Kick His Pass, Episode 2, Medicine Cake, and Rock are incredible. Some of the genre's absolute finest. And the reason I love Playmo so much is because they embody what I actually want out of new metal, which is not what people expect new metal to sound like. And it, these albums are fun. These albums are creative. These albums are absolutely charged with inspiration. Like this band sounds like they came into new metal not from any position of cynicism or sort of like that uh what the fuck word am i looking for not without that cynicism that comes with being an american and it being your genre but literally as being french and being foreigners like watching the music roll into their shores and thinking this is the coolest shit ever like this stuff is amazing and jumping on it from that perspective and all of their music just sounds like it's a total it was a total blast to make and it's a total blast to listen to and they i couldn't recommend them high enough I really, really couldn't. So, Cran, did you ever see Playmo? No, I, I didn't hear of Playmo until you and I started talking. So, yeah, you know what? That's the other thing about Playmo is I'm almost a hundred percent certain I'm the biggest Playmo oh, yeah. fan in America, like of all time. You're like, the only I, reason I know they exist. I have a lot of people tell me that. What's funny about Playmo though is I got extraordinarily into them and realized most of their I realized most of the video stuff they've ever they've ever made was not on YouTube. So I bought literally everything they ever put out, ripped it and uploaded it to a YouTube channel. So I also have the biggest Playmo fan YouTube channel on the freaking Internet. So, hey, man, dedicated. It's it was I remember at the time it was an incredible thrill to like discover that some stuff had not made it to YouTube or the entire Internet somehow like that's mind blowing there was an entire documentary about the band that was not on the internet so i couldn't wait to get that and it's up there hey if you want to watch it i think it's called from the cellar to japan so check that out and then of course you know you can't forget to mention that mark maggiore is the greatest western painter alive today which yeah that's bizarre but it's incredible that's like the best i would say that's the best post new metal career turn of oh, yeah. anyone he He's sells bro, he sells paintings for five hundred thousand dollars a pop uh-huh. I was literally walking to a bar a couple weeks ago and I look up and I see on this billboard, discover the work of Mark Maggiore. And it's one of his paintings. And I actually took a video of it for Instagram and put a Playmo song to it and tagged him. And then he reposted it on his uh, Instagram. And I thought that was really funny. When I found his Instagram, I saw a bunch of like people I knew in high school that became art students were following him. And I know for a fact they do not listen to fucking new metal. <laughs> I tell I tell people, I message people. I'm like, I'm like, you like Mark Maggiore? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, you're not going to believe this. Sometimes I wonder if he he's even the gets- French Fred Durst. Check this out. Yeah. And um, they are, so they were really big in Japan. And that makes sense to me because Mark Maggiore was super in anime and a lot of their promotional material, especially with episode two, Med Scene Cake, where a lot of the stuff that comes with that is anime inspired, including the album cover. And it's just insane. Like what a fucking incredible artist Mark Maggiore seemingly always oh, yeah. was. I know he went to he went into art school. I think he graduated, but he's they've always had an incredible mind for design and they evoke that Lincoln Park thing that I love so much where they have an entire like visual universe to get into. And 
so much of their shit looks really cool. And I have three of their T-shirts, zero from the medicine cake era and because they are impossible to find. So if you're out there and you've got one, hey, hit me up, man. I'll pay just about anything at this point. And I've I've. I almost said homeless and I am unemployed. This is all a zoom background. I'm actually out on the, I'm at a library. Mark, uh, if you're listening, I've DM Mark a few times about various stuff. Like I know one of my Twitter followers sent me a commercial, a Japanese commercial for, I think like shampoo or a fragrance or something that had what sounded like a Playmo song in it. And I sent it to him. I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, what song is this? What is this? And he's like, he's like, that's not a Playmo song at all. It's some shit for Japan. They made the music and I just sung over it. And that was so he's on Instagram like crazy. He's the most avid Instagram user in of all time. He's like 500,000 followers and he's on that shit like crazy. So yeah, but I love Playmo to death. And if you're not afraid of a language barrier, I would say check them out right now. Go Medicine listen. Medicine is a top 10 album for the entire genre. Daggeringly good. It's I was found- shocked the first time I heard it. I expected this to be some B tier shit, but no, this a- thing blows S-tier. so many w- mainstream Western bands out of the fucking water. It is crazy. And it is tip to tail incredible. Every oh, single, yeah. like you go through track by track and you're just like, this is incredible. The last song on there is Muck. And like Muck is one of the greatest Meshuggah ripoffs ever, <laughs> ever. I mean, ripoff is a little derogatory, but you know what you're into when you listen to it. Some of the most incredible and- stop, turn on a dime, syncopated riffage and whatnot. That if band like was bounce riffs, good. That's oh, the fucking man. album for you if you love bounce riffs. Holy bounce shit, riffs. that album fucking jumps. Bounce riffs out the ass, and it sounds phenomenal. It's one of the best sounding new metal albums I've ever Mixed heard. Mixed really well, especially Mixed- if you got like a really kick ass hi fi system. Hook it up, get some like high, go in like a service like Apple Music, high res audio. Yeah. Shit sounds so good. It's mixed by um, Fabrice Lignier. I'm sure, I blew that translation terribly, but he was he he was an engineer, he was a producer for rap albums, and he did stuff for Supreme NTM. We were like the biggest rap band ever in France, I think. And so he brought that. I think he brought that attention for detail to episode two. Was he's like, I'm going to mix this bass heavy and make it into like kind of a nightclub sound. And that was so that was so forward thinking because all of the new metal albums of that era, 2002 were being mixed for like FM radio. So they had the guitars, like the hot, like it was all treble. All the lows were stepped on at best. And they, but that, that one, that one has shitloads of low end and sounds phenomenal. Oh, you know what? So here's a fun story for you. This is so my life with Playmo, which has just been one hell of an experience. I uh, met a girl at a party once and we were chatting and she was talking about, she's like, I'm like, where are you from? She's like, oh, I'm from France. I'm like, really? Do you like, any French metal bands? She's like, yeah, I love Gojira. And I'm like, really? Have you heard of Playmo? She's like, no. I said, do you want to go back to my house and listen to Playmo? Guys, that worked. <laughs> to this day, <laughs> to this day, I don't know. We came back, we listened to that whole, that whole album and made out for the entirety of it. And then she stayed over. People, <laughs> people, you can't make it up. You can't, I'm sorry, you can't make this shit up. You can't make for this a hot cocoa and ice cream, you mean, right? What did you just say? For for hot cocoa and ice cream. She stayed over. We yeah. definitely, we did yes. not go all yes. the way. And I proceeded to fucking blow that relationship like three weeks later because apparently I got super drunk and told her I loved her three times and that meeting her was one of the best things that ever happened to me. And I, you know what? If you're out there, if you're out there and you're listening to this, I just want to say I really appreciate her meeting with me. We, we actually went out one more time after that to break up with me in the softest way possible. But it was really funny because I knew she was going to dump me and we were walking to a bar and I was just like, so what happened? Why? Because I thought everything was going great. I didn't remember saying any of that. And she said, uh, she looked at me. She's like, well, 
the last time I hung out, you told me you loved me. And I went, oh, 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 I did. Oh, no, no. Oh, no. Like literally like my hands rushed to my head and I doubled over in agony because I was like, oh, oh, oh. It was people. It was like our third date. You don't say that to you do not say that to a woman on your third date, bro. That's fucking crazy that I said that. So I fumbled that hard. And is fucking dying. I don't you know what? I me too. Me too. I still wake up sometimes and I'm like, ah, remember that? Whoops. Oof. That's the Playmo effect. You know what? No, the Playmo effect is what got me in the door and getting and drinking a bunch of wine in one night is what got me out the door. So the true French experience. Good fucking point, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a great man. You know what? You goddamn right. You are absolutely correct about that. So, but I do enjoy just talking about. And you said you guys things. made out, aka French kissing. Hey, yeah. go fuck go. yourself, man. You know you. I'm so <laughs> points. Two points. All right. Yeah, you got me on that one. You got me on that one. You got me on that one. Um, but yeah, I love that band, and I love meeting people too that also love that band because Playmo is a funny one where it's just such a disparate fan base. I think every they're one of those bands where when I write about what a brilliant act they are, people always come around and be like, yeah, I've always kind of thought that too. I didn't know. Well, there's, you know, they're French because nobody outside of France has any clue. French and like 18 people in Quebec. Oh, in Russia, they actually were were reasonably big in Russia as many new metal bands were. So yeah, so rap Russia metal too. especially is huge in Russia. Yeah, yeah. Russia's a Russia's a real I remember Limp Bizkit would only tour Russia for a couple years just because they'd sell out fucking Olympic sized stadiums. Yeah. It's crazy seeing footage of them playing in like 2019 to huge stadiums of people. We're deep enough in this that I can talk about this. This is insane. So somebody sent me uh, a picture of Fred Durst uh holding up this flag many years ago. Does John know where I'm going with this? Yeah, I know. Exactly. He's holding up this flag and it this. says like Crimea is a part of Russia. Yeah, and I was like, and I was like, whoa, we're ending that topic. <laughs> He's banned from Ukraine to this day. I'm like, I'm like, whoa, he, he was married to a Russian girl at that time, wasn't he? Yeah, you know, he what's was. funny, though? He's holding the flag and he has this look on his face. That's like, I don't know what this says. He really <laughs> looks like he has no idea what this flag says. So I'm just going to pretend he doesn't know what the flag says. But I do need no. I really need nobody to ask him about that ever again. I don't There's want some that. rumors that he used to like write letters to Putin. You know what? Fine, whatever. <laughs> you know, it's it's a it's a wild world out there. But I just need nobody to ever ask him about that again. I certainly won't. Anyway, uh, to wrap this up, if you like Linkin Park, if you like Limp Bizkit, if you like Deftones, if you like System of a Down, if you like fucking any new metal band that came out before 2002, you're gonna love this band. Basically, with their first three records, they tell their first three records tell the entire story of new metal. Kekis Boss is raw. It's grimy. It's go for it. It's it's uh, everything you'd want out of a pre-2000 new metal album. Episode 2 is a 2002 album through and through. It's got the pop instincts of Linkin Park. It's got the fucking kick-ass heaviness of Iowa era Slipknot. It's got lots of Meshuggah influence, which you could have come upon anywhere. But they got I guess they were really into it at the time. They even have a song in there named after Meshuggah. Um, and then Rock, which is their third album, that's like a thoroughly pop-focused record of theirs. They really pivoted and wanted to break big with that album and I always respect that. And then the record after that called uh, Alphabet Prison, which because Mark Maggiore is not a lazy dude whatsoever, he wrote an entire book for and I have it and I have no idea what it says. It's all in French. So, but he he did, man, salute. And you know what's funny is they came to Los Angeles to record it and they recorded it with an American producer too. So, 
And then he never left, I guess. He just stayed in Los Angeles and uh, the American West, so Southwest. So, hi, if you're out there, Mark, hit me up again. But Rock is a really, uh, Alphabet Prison has absolutely has its moments. Adrenaline's a really good one. Galaxy Altera is a really good one. It has absolutely songs that are fantastic. Uh, it never has really clicked for me as a full album, but check that shit out. High, 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 highest recommend. Go check them out. Don't be afraid of the language barrier. Okay. So, uh, speaking of the language barrier, listen to Medicine Cake in French. That is how it should be listened oh, yeah. to. But there, there is, is an, an English, English version. They recorded an English rendition of that album. For Japan. Yeah, weirdly enough. I know. I don't know exactly. It's a bit how hard works. to find. You can't really stream it officially anywhere. Uh, there's some of the tracks on YouTube. It's worth checking out if you like the album, but listen to it in French as it was intended to be. Definitely listen to it in French. I like not I like not knowing what he's saying like the vast majority oh, yeah. of the time. I think it's cool just to listen to like the various flows and cadences the French language unlocks that you couldn't do in English. I mean, I think it's just really enjoyable. It's like his voice is another instrument. You don't necessarily have to. And we all know that new metal lyrics iffy sometimes. So, but it is like a concept album. It's, you know, everything Mark Maggiore ever did in his life, he just fucking went for six zillion percent. And I love him for that. So, oh, you know what? I have one more Playmo story that we can cut in, potentially cut in or maybe just leave it off. I was once walking through downtown L.A. and I see this guy with like longish hair and a cowboy hat. And he looked just like Mark Maggiore. He was having dinner outside at a restaurant. And because I'm a fucking dork, I ran back home, ran upstairs, put on a Playmo shirt, ran back downstairs, <laughs> ran back to the restaurant and was like, are you Mark? No. OK. And that was that. I still this day, you know what? <laughs> this day. To this day, I still think there's like a one out of one in five chance that was him and he was just like not doing it. he saw my t-shirt and he's like nope no like way some fucking american in a playmo shirt oh, I gotta no hide. no <laughs> i've got more stories actually so what's crazy is um there was a moment in time there where they were going to try to relaunch team nowhere which was like the label slash collective that playmo was a part of back in the day in los angeles and i watched them they announced a show like a showcase close to here in like the arts district and I was like, we got to go, we got to go, we got to go. So I went wearing one of my Playmo t-shirts and I was there for like 20 minutes just standing around kind of weird when someone comes up to me and he goes, are you French? And I'm like, no. And he's like, what? Like a, he was staggered that anyone not French would know about Playmo. And I just was immediately like gushing all over. I pulled out, I had one of their albums in a permanent marker. I was like, if anyone, if any of the members was going to be here, I was going to sign it. And I just hobnobbed it with like these guys. They like take vacations with the members of Playmo and stuff. And uh, oh, wow. it, yeah, we didn't really like hit it off. I don't talk to those guys much anymore, but I was super excited about it at the time. And, you know, it kind of just fizzled out. I don't know if they're still trying anymore, but they did give me like a long sleeve T-shirt with all the Team Nowhere stuff on it because they were so thrilled that there was a fan of Playmo there at the time. And nice. uh, I also have a long winded story about my buddy, Jean, who's a work friend of mine. He lit. He grew up in France, and he was a fucking huge Playmo fan in like high school. Which is, he saw them live I think twice and had all their records and T-shirts and stuff. And he wore. We were coworkers when I found Playmo, and I was like, I was like, have you heard of this band? And he's like, Oh yeah. This was like two years ago, three years ago, and I've been embarrassing him about it ever since because he thinks it's just the most humiliating thing that an adult friend of his 
is into the band he got over in like a, his senior year of high school. Well, I mean, yeah, they're just the French Limp Biscuit, so any guy from Florida would feel the same way about them. Well, they're certainly better than that. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. But they are French Limp Biscuit. Can't deny that. They're not the French Limp Biscuit. They're the French. They're Limp Biscuit, and they are. They're they're like every like uh, they're every one of the big new metal bands combined. Like they have the best tendencies of all those bands. To just point at one of the bands and say they they sound like that, I couldn't say that. But Sean, if you're out there, sorry, we're once again talking about Playmo, but I don't know what to tell you, man. They're a fantastic band. Give him another shot, bro. He's given him yeah. so many shots. If he comes to New Metal Night though next month, I'm gonna humiliate him even further by playing some of their songs, so the entire crowd can be like. What the is this? And then, I wish I had the platform you did so I could be like how you are with Playmo, but for Slapshock. For Slapshock. You see, I posted them the other day. You did? No, I missed it. I, I got to retweet that. I posted that. one of their songs the other day. Um, I got to retweet that to my Twitter account at ZZ from Space. Give me a follow. Man, that's, uh, yeah, that's four incredible new metal bands and also Taproot. So, folks. <laughs> hey, come on, man. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. That wasn't even my pick and I'm going to get defensive. Sorry. Sorry. Hi-oh. Sorry. That was bullshit. I'm sorry. You know what? Season- Noah, I can go on about Slapshot. Crane, it's not too late if you want to claim Deftones because we already talked you, about them. Can you, about listen, can you give people, can you do it in like a minute, a minute and a half? Just give people the Slapshot overview because I'm going to tell you what, I've also tried them a bunch of times and it's never worked for me. Uh, in a minute and a half, no, but I will say that if you like $3 Bill, y'all, you'll really like Fourth Degree Burn, their first album. Nin- it, it was feels that- like if $3 Bill, y'all became the standard for new metal. Did that come out in 99? 99 the single the big song on that's agent orange one of the greatest new metal tracks ever written head trip their second album is like a halfway point between three dollar bill y'all and significant other i think fuck you is an amazing track i think she's a wicked is probably their best song the third album if you like lincoln park you'll probably like it it's like if lincoln park had a bit more of a raw heavier dustier production what is their um second record head trip is that i think that's the only one of theirs i've actually heard so that's my favorite of theirs but i'm not gonna recommend that one first i would recommend project 1143 the third album probably before that and fourth degree burn is definitely well, the one i would point people to first well we all have our homework i need to check out Slapshot, catatonia and that one taproot album the yeah. episodes the episode the album is called the episodes man check it out Catatonia, Taproot, Seven Dust, Slapshock, Playmo, you know, uh, sorry. Well, would you, did you say your number one was Slapshock? No, Deftones are my Deftones. number one. It would feel wrong not calling them that, but Slapshock okay. are a very strong number two. Deftones, Taproot, Catatonia, Playmo, Seven Dust. Listen, folks, that's a solid motherfucking run of bands right there. I'm telling you, go Listen check those all out and go check out Slapshock. You know what? Expand your borders. Do France, do Indonesia. They are from Indonesia, right? No. Philippines? Fuck! <laughs> Damn it! Oh, I sound like such a jackass. Alright, I'll even leave that in. I want people to know. I want people to know they're that right. I suck. John almost picked that band from Russia, too. What are they called? Zlow, yeah. They're pretty good, too. Nobody knows what you just said. He's with Zlow. Uh, yeah, it's Zlow. It's yellow. It's in Cyrillic. Uh, I'll send uh, I'll send you a link so you can put it in the description. Do that, because Russia does have some kick-ass new metal bands. You know what, though? This is Holiday Kirk with the New Metal Agenda. Just wishing you all a happy holiday is what almost came out of my mouth there. So <laughs> yeah, Merry Christmas, guys. <laughs> shaking, the, shaking the dust off, you know, getting getting back in the spirit. Uh, uh, is, season two. This is Holiday Kirk. Yeah, season two, baby. Season We've two. got a whole bunch of good shit coming your way. Make sure to attend New Metal Night at the Moroccan Lounge. Angeles. February 4th, Los LA, Angeles. Buy a plane ticket. Man, fly out, bro. DM me. I'll help you out. Figure it out. Um, 
yeah, remember to be always listening to new metal and bug everyone you know about it. Greatest word genre of all time. See you guys soon enough. Peace.